I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morning. I hope this works. This is, I don't know why my internet's fucked up today. Oh, sorry. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. My internet's fucked up. Well, I hope, yeah, you're freezing. Like, you, you're, it's weird. Like, I, I know you're in a fake background. Yo, it's nice, Sife, that the fake apartment you're staying in has a monster logo hanging in the apartment. Yeah. It came with a, it came with a monster logo, right? That here. is so nice. Wow, what? A, how do they know you? Yeah. That's a really responsible. It's on Airbnb. my It's on my rider. It's on my rider. Oh, where are you now, Sife? I'm in uh, Wichita, Kansas. No, I'm home. Oh, you are. Yeah. All right. How does it feel to be out of Texas? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm always out of Texas. Are you? You just happen to catch me when I'm in Texas. Are you done with Texas for a while? I got Houston on the 29th. Hey, everybody, come to the Riot Comedy Show May 29th. It's a Saturday. Bun B and Paul Wall are definitely going to be there. Oh, that's dope. No, I'm oh. lying. They might come. They might. They might come. I, I, they I'm a... I, I'm I'm currently in Miami, and, and I'm so ex- oh I'm so excited to tell you where I'm staying. So, uh huh. I am staying at the Good Time Hotel. Do you know what that is? The, I don't. That is the new hotel owned by Pharrell Williams and Dave Grutman. Who's Dave Grutman? I think he owns like all of Miami. He's the guy who owns clubs and clubs and every everything uh-huh, he uh-huh. has he ever has a, done has been gold. He has a hotel with correct. Pharrell. Oh, interesting. And, but ask the question. Uh, how? Is no, it? no, no. The question is why Rosenberg? Why? Oh yeah, why? You why? There? First of all, you know I'm anti. You know I'm anti boutique hotel. No, I didn't know that. I'm anti really? boutique hotel. I love a boutique hotel. Nope. Give me a Marriott. Give me a JW. My boy J Dub. Give me a J. Oh, you do hot. You like a, a high, a mid to high end chain. Correct. Hotel. I want a JW Marriott. I want a Hyatt Regency. Um, 
Why are you against boutique hotels? It, the rooms are small. I it's they're overpriced. The the service generally, I'm not talking about the good time hotel. It's been lovely so far, but like in general, the service, they feel like you're lucky to be there. And I feel like okay, I, I think I think I figured it out though yesterday. So I, I got here yesterday. I, I have I'm doing drink champs today, Saif. Correct. And then I Congrats. Thank you. And, I don't know why I said correct. I meant to say well, both, both are nice. I appreciate it. And then I'm and then I'm going right to Tampa tonight for WWE tomorrow. So I was going to be here for like a minute. And I was like, oh, yeah, Pharrell opened that spot. Let me holler. Let me holler at my guy, a, a, a mutual guy, mm -hmm. both of us. And let me see if he can, you know, mm -hmm. connect me and get me a little little pluggy plug. Right. So I got a nice little discount plug. And was like, if I'm going to go. spend one night, let me go check out the scene. And, oh, it's a scene, all right. And the second I got here, I was like, why am I checking out a scene? <laughs> what? <laughs> when do I like a scene? Well, what am I doing? Yeah, why are you, what, why are you doing this? Why? As soon as you said it, my brain was like, "Why?" he doesn't like the scene. Why would he go to the scene? Last night, I went to the dinner here, which is called Strawberry Moon. The restaurant, I'm sorry, is called Stra Strawberry Moon. Um, delicious and you're, you're solo Sight, table by myself you don't have no peoples down there in, in miami uh i you know i do i got my boy nori i'm seeing him later today <laughs> <laughs> um i actually i i thought about i hit up Khaled the other day and i was gonna see if i could go play Khaled my record um mm. and then Khaled hit me back he was like yo i might go to an island this weekend i don't know let me know it, and and check in and then last night came, I went to dinner, and I was like, I don't feel like bothering Khaled. I don't even know how far he lives from South Beach. I'm going to just go. Let me just go make a reservation to eat my meal. And by the way, I'm completely beat because my travel was blood clot fuckery. Yeah, really? Fuckery, Scythe. Yo, <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever taken a flight where the, the, the flight you're on you booked it through one airline, but it's being run by another airline. Of course, you're talking about uh, United United Airlines doing no Republic Airlines doing business as United. Sure. So JetBlue just started doing this with American. Yo, Scythe. Oh, they must have. They must have. Yeah, oh up. yeah, and let me tell you about this team. Y'all need to get on the same fucking page because <laughs> it's like you try to go check into one place. They're like, nah, you can't check in here, fam. Go check in with our guys. You go to yeah. your guy, them. You're like, yo, I want to change my seat. They're like, nah, nah, nah. You got to go back to your guy. It, it's a fucking disaster. Make a long yeah. story short, checking in. And I'm I'm a whiz when it comes to doing the 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 bullshit on the computer. It's not like I'm I'm not my dad. Like I know how to do this. It was terrible checking yeah. in. I finally do it. I go to bed. My my the car service that I got to take me to the airport calls me at 6 a.m. and they're like yo your driver's here but i just want you to know your flight's been delayed four hours the driver knew that the the, 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 the driver knew service knew that do you think i got a text or email from either of the airlines no really? and then and then i want to change my flight now who do i do it with it was who i just bought it? another ticket it's it was fuckery to make so 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 by last night I was done, the K show ended. I had to do the show sitting on this fucking bench that I'm on because you know this room doesn't have a chair in it. 
Oh, I mean, shit. you know, model bitches don't oh, like look, chairs. Yo, What's wrong with you, I'm going to tell you right now, if you come down to this place, you're going to have a good time. You're going to see the hottest chicks you've ever seen in your life. You're going to have a delicious yeah. meal T- today at the pool. Steve Aoki's playing. And if you want to find a chair in your room, good fucking luck. No, 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 no. Listen, here's how Romanian hot Romanian models do it. Just one girl just yogas herself into a chair, and then the other girl sits on her to do the and makeup. And that's all you. And then they and there's switch. probably five of them in the room next door because that's the right. vibe. So yeah, so so last <laughs> night I I said fuck it, I'm gonna just go. I got a reservation for one. Got myself a delicious Mediterranean meal, and I ran into a, I ran into a guy. This dude, my boy Corey Shapiro, who owns a company called Vintage Frames. I feel like you. Oh, I was gonna yes. say, I feel like you have to have met this guy. He's a Montreal That's right, guy, a Jew from Montreal. Yes, uh, I like that guy. Yo, I've had some fun times with him, Bruh, He's a great guy. I mean, yeah, I had some good times with him. He he booked me a party once with me and A Track. Bro, I had fun with him. In do you Montreal. remember what what happened the first time I met him? The no. first time I met him at at one of those Vegas clothing shows, he I met yeah. him. He asked for my address. A week later, I get a package from Montreal. This dude sent me the Bret Hart sunglasses from the Montreal Screwjob. I know that means nothing to you. But what I'm explaining to you is he sent me a priceless, a priceless gift. Wait, it's the actual sunglasses? Every time... Bret Hart had a match. He would take off his glasses and give them to a kid. Uh, this is the most famous match of Bret Hart's career. They're the glasses he gave to the kid. And uh, and, the, and the kid and the kid sold them somehow down the line somewhere. And and the thing is, he doesn't even really know how he came into them. But if you know Corey Shapiro. And you know that he's literally the sunglasses king of Montreal. You know yeah. the shit's legit. It has the ticket stub and the glasses. That's dope. Anyways. And he sent that to you as a gift. No reason. Wow. Last night, I run into him. He sits down. We have a drink at my table. He gets up. He's like, I got to go meet someone for dinner, blah, blah, blah. A, f- a few minutes yeah. later, the waiter comes up to me and is like, Mr. Shapiro's paying for your meal. Wow, yo, Saif, what would it, what would it be that. like, what I would it be that. like to be that classy? I am that classy, right? I just don't have the funds the way I want. But but when does one have those funds? Like when do you know that you have enough that you can do something like that? I don't. I don't know when you know because let's because like, Michael K said recently. I don't know if you saw this. Shaquille O'Neal walked into a fucking. Why would I? Why would I see this? Shaquille O'Neal walks into a jewelry would, store. Is this sports related? Yeah, but it was big on social. I don't know. Shaquille O'Neal walks into a jewelry store. He sees a guy buying an engagement ring. He goes up to the guy. He goes, "Yo, my." The guy was kind of like dealing with them, trying to figure out how to pay. Shaq just walks up. He's like, "My guy, your engagement ring's on me. Don't worry about it. That guy. That guy's on." Wow. Me. I would love that. I would love we that. We tell that story on the air, and Michael K is like, I would love to do something like that. I was like, then do it. <laughs> like, 
you're not as rich as Shaq. Maybe it wouldn't be an engagement ring, but you could do it somewhere else. Like what we say, we love the idea of doing it. Now, by the way, you and I, we could do it at a McDonald's, at a Starbucks. We could be like, yo, this guy's meal is all good. We, we could do that. I've done that. I've done that. You did do that. I've because that. I, yeah. I recently was at a CVS and I saw the guy at the CVS having a hard time. He's trying to pay. He's holding up his phone. He doesn't speak English. The woman's like, sir, it's not working. It's a disaster. He walks away. I go, ma'am, what's 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 his total? What's that guy's total? She's like, it's uh, $36. I was like, e 36 I thought it was going to be like $5. I mean, 30 <laughs> We're at CVS. What, what's he buying? CVS. The CVS is add up a little bit, man. So I thought about it for a second, and I was like, you know what? Let me just take care of the guy. She was like, no, no, no. He's like a DoorDash guy. I was like, oh, fuck it. Don't worry about it, though. <laughs> I w- Wait, why? 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 Because he's a DoorDash guy. You no, because do I wouldn't have been helping him out. I would have been helping out the random asshole who sent him to the CBS to buy shit. Oh, oh, no. Nah, <laughs> I'm not paying for that guy's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know who it is. <laughs> I wanted to help this guy. I, I like him. So I just, yeah, I don't know when you figure but it yeah, out. Yeah, I want to I be at that level, man. I would love to be at that level. That would be nice. Uh, I was at the uh, Comedy Cellar one day. This is like in the pandemic when, when um, the the you know the world was shut down and we were doing all these weird ass shows, and Louis C.K. came by. Okay. And um, there were some comics outside, like some open mic type comics that were doing weird shows in Washington Square Park or whatever, and you know they saw Louis and they like. Hey, we're sorry to bother you. Could we, you know, could we just ask one question? Da, da, da. And I watched the whole thing because I was on the other side of the little outdoor patio, whatever. I saw, patio. That's what we call it now. The sidewalk is called the restaurant <laughs> patio now. <laughs> I was on the sidewalk of the comedy cellar and I saw him like they were like asking for advice and he was giving the advice and it was three of them. And he goes, Hey, just so you know, one of you's not going to make it. <laughs> one of you's not going to make it, but are you still going to be friends? Probably not. And they're laughing, but then he was like, I don't know. I think you're not going to make it. And, you know, they're fucking around. And then he comes over and he tells the waitress, hey, cover, you know, cover their meal. I got it. And um, and he left, and then, and then the waitress told him, and you could see the joy in their face. Like, they got to ask him comedy advice, and he paid for their mm. meal. And I was just like, I, li- I like that, man. I like that. I want to be like. In that. other words, what you're saying about Louis C.K. is he may have terrible accusations about him that exist, but he's a great guy. He's uh, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, do, have you have you gotten to know cool him dude. at all? Yeah, I went on tour with him right before the pandemic. And, and so you feel like you have a rapport with him? I do. Yeah, I've been. He's around now. He's at the, he's at the clubs all the time now. So yeah, I have a great rapport with him. He doesn't like me as a comedian. Oh no! What oh, do you mean? No. Oh, he doesn't find me funny at all. What did he tell you? No, <laughs> his face told me. <laughs> he, he he he. You know when he finds somebody funny. Really? How does it make you feel? Yeah. Oh, oh, horrible! Like shit. Huh. 
Disgusting. It's like a failure. Like an absolute failure. Why don't you ask him? Why don't you ask him why he doesn't, what you think is bad? Um... Like what if you were to, what if nah. what if you were to go to him and just be like yo I know what it is I go know ahead tell is. us let's get let's get into this right now I know what it is he he he's uh my shit is my shit is vibe my shit is um like I have good jokes but I'm likable you know what I'm saying like I hit that stage especially if I'm hosting <laughs> I get the room I I get the vibe you know people like me. And uh, he likes joke writers, you know what I'm saying? Like hardcore joke writers, and like damn near like <clears throat> offensive jokes. Yeah, he wants to push. Yeah, he likes people that push. Like I was on tour with me, him, and this girl named um, Adrian Appalucci. She says foul shit, and he's in the wings cracking up, and then. And then I go on stage and I ask her, "Hey, what was? How did Louis, uh, you know, like my set?" And she goes, "Oh, he left. <laughs> no, he left. He went back to his green room." <laughs> uh, but he's super cool, man. He's super. He's super cool. Um, no, you know what? He's not super cool. Well, it's a different kind of cool. He's not Dave Chappelle cool. But he's fucking smart, man. Like I love talking to him about any subject. He he drops. He's a smart. Well, guy, yeah. Man. I mean, he's that's. Listen, people could say whatever they want about Louis C.K. I understand. Bro, I was having he's a this. Smart ass I was having this talk. This is not. This is not where I thought the podcast was going today. But I was having this talk the other day. With Wait, when did the podcast ever Nathan. go the way you thought it was going to go today? In two thousand six. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. We didn't even do it yet, but keep going. Uh, I was talking to this kid, Nathan McIntosh, and he's a very funny comedian. And we were talking about R. Kelly. And we were talking about, like, R. Kelly as an example, but people like that, where they're called monsters, they're demonized, uh, they're, they're treated like shit, which rightfully so, the things they did are horrible. But no one seems to take the extra step and and realize... He was molested or treated uh, 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 sexually uh, abused. Yeah, um, not abused. He was. Abused, he he was. Though. I mean, he was. He, he was, was. He was molested. Yeah. yeah. And people don't realize how that affects people. I'm not saying he shouldn't be punished. I'm not saying he's not wrong. I'm not saying it's. I think it's horrible what he did, but also I can see the. I can look past it sometimes and see the humanity. Hell, and you know what? Fuck you that. for looking past it and seeing the humanity. You pe- you're canceled <laughs> too, you fuck. And I just think people that just, you know, get so cancel culture have some shit inside them that they also probably need to deal with. Scythe, the, that, the R. Kelly one, it, it hits me too because I'm always like, so he's terrible. He needs to, he needs terrible. to take, he needs to be punished for the things he's done he also needs a lot of help um but how can you simultaneously have all this empathy for the people that he has done this to and have and have and have no and have no empathy for him like you have to at least even if you are angry at him you have to at least he's the he's a victim also 
So, awesome, so while yes. he needs to be punished and he needs to be rehabilitated in any way he can, he he still deserves empathy. At, at, at punishment with therapy, you know what I mean? Like that should be part of the punishment. And the thing is, he's poor, homeless, uh, molested, sexually abused, taken advantage of, illiterate, but so talented. So the talent gets you money and success then there's people around you who want some of that money and just let you do whatever it's like a it's a fucking spiral bro it's a spiral and it's really sad and i feel bad for people like that and i don't i know it sounds weird like but all those people had problems too no i i I don't think it sounds weird i I completely get it um rosenberg i had the privilege of seeing seif and will sylvan's Rap rock him to a crowd and no one knew what they were doing. I'm a fucking asshole, man. I met Billy June's girl. Why are we just talking about I this? I have now? to go in five minutes unless what I met I love her. I she's it. She's it. Maybe put this in the beginning of the episode, Billy. She's it. I walked up to her. She's with Billy June. They came to my comedy show. I walk up to her. She goes, what's up, S.A.? And I was like, I love this girl. No. I fucking love. What's up, S.A.? I was like, yo, you're it. You're, you're Billy, you Billy, lock it the fuck. Actually, you know what, Billy? Lock it no, down. No, but we can't tell him that because he's probably acting somewhat cool. We don't want him to get like, oh, yeah. Do yeah, it. Yeah, whatever yeah, you're yeah. doing. Keep doing it. She was a sweetheart. She was a sweetheart. She's super Can cool. Can I ask you a question? She started, she started the entire interaction with a joke, with a jab. What's up, S.A.? I was like, yeah. She listened to it twice. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, an important question, though, S.A.? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you fuck her? Who? Billy June's girlfriend. No. Okay, good. No, just I don't do that. I just anymore. wanted to bring back a did you fuck her at the most inappropriate of times. <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. Billy June, did, you, did she report anything about meeting Scythe? She said he was very nice and he was very funny. The show was wow, great. Billy June. What's up, S? That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that is a quality. That sounds like a quality person. She oh. told me that as a joke. She was like, "Oh, I think I'm a. I should I say that as a joke?" And I was like, "I was like, you're funny." And I didn't always, think she was actually going to do it. Always go with the joke. Uh, so I, I also I, I wanted to say um, we want to get into some music stuff today. Not, oh, I got some oh, music you do? stuff. Okay, so I'm excited to get to some music stuff. I do want to say, though, uh, today's site is the 10-year anniversary since uh, – 10-year anniversary of Alexa's brother, Spencer, dying, which for anyone who's followed us from the beginning – that's you guys understand what is that 2011 2011 may may, may 15th 2011 so for any of you who followed along from wow. the beginning you kind of already know what that means if you're somehow a new listener um my ex-wife's brother was killed in a drunk driving accident on may 15th 2011 with two other kids uh Haley and johnny and um it was the most um horrible impactful thing that's ever happened to uh, of course alexis family but but to me also you know i'd lived to chart that was the day for me 
that it all it all changed. That life that life yeah. I was like, oh You like you think you became a an adult that day? Oh, I became an adult. Yes. The day that you realized You know what yes. I mean? Like like you can you can actually pinpoint the day where like every like things changed. And, it went over to the other and side. I, I I thought about this the other day. Anyone who has not had the experience, like I mean the experience, like, and you know it. If anyone listening who's who's had this, unfortunately, I'm sorry to trigger your feelings because now you're thinking about what the one was for you. But but the ones who haven't, you know, where you're you're 35 and you lost your grandparents and it was sad, but you've never had like that moment. I just want to say like. Anything you can do, and it's because you can't see it till it happens to you. It's such a blessing. My parents lived my parents' entire life. Yo, my parents, Spencer was the closest they ever got to it. And at the time, they were in their mid 60s. Right. right. Like they lived a charmed life, you know, and it, it was the moment that the reality of how hard life can be happened. And you know, I do, the 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 divorce was was number two, and it's not the same thing. I'm not comparing. Actually, that was something that people used to come up to me all the time. So during the during the divorce, one day I need to do a, a something about the entire divorce. But one one thing people said, you know, about the episode you can't afford bruh, to miss. That would be that might have to be a two. Is that what you're saying? Well, that would be a two parter, a minimum two parter. But but people would. <laughs> People would come up and they'd go, uh, uh, it's so hard. It's it's like a death. And while I was in the midst of the worst moments of it, I just wanted to be like, have you ever been through a tragic death? Because this is awful, awful, indescribably bad. But it's not. It's yeah. not like a death. You know why? I don't think I, I don't think I've had it. I don't think I've had it. Wait, why? Why is it not like a death? Because I can call Alexa right now, <laughs> and she like she might she might curse me out when she answers. At I'm I'm talking about right. at that time, right. but she will answer. We it, and yeah. and and while it is awful, and I will say it is definitely the, the they are the two traumatic events of my life. It's not the same. Like it's when when someone is gone from you instantaneously, um, or gone entirely too young. It is. It knocks you on your ass in a way. It makes you question everything, you know, forever. And then, yeah, to your point, I got thrusted into needing to care for this human being in a way that I wasn't yeah. equipped to do. Um, I'd like to think um, that Alexa feels that I, I somehow managed to do it, but it's yeah. the moment that, yeah, you become an adult. It was just like, it it changes everything, and so I don't want to dwell on this sad subject that, that long. And I want to hear what you. No, you. I want to hear what you were gonna say. Um, you know it's funny. I actually, sorry, it's not funny. But I don't. Need, I met Spencer once, maybe twice. Right? Did you meet Spencer? Was who's the you met one? Connor a couple times? I know. Did I meet Spencer? I you may. He only came to New York, I think, one time. Maybe I did. Now you may be, you may feel like you met him because of the famed story on One App. 
Well, here's 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 the thing about Spencer. You always talk about how he liked cheap sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. He always wore like colorful cheap sunglasses. Any and this is so weird because maybe I didn't meet him, but even if I met him once, I my son wears these cheap sunglasses like he loves sunglasses if anytime there's like a family function he wears these cheap sunglasses and i always think of spencer when he wears them and it's 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 just a weird thing to think of but he puts on these orange sunglasses and i'm like oh that's like uh rosenberg's brother-in-law that was that was shockingly touching to hear that's that's it's weird right but it's like why does it why does that, every single time he wears them, I'm like, oh, that's that's Spencer. <clears throat> well, that's that's awesome, and it, it, and that's so and that's crazy. why you know that's that's honestly one of the reasons why it's so important that I continue to celebrate him. And obviously, you know, now I'm in a new relationship. It's sometimes hard. <clears throat> it's sometimes hard to convey in a new relationship the entire thing. It's gotta be. It, it's, it has to be. And I was. Uh, talking earlier and I was I was talking to Natalie earlier and I said I was like listen I will I understand this is uncomfortable and uh I care you know and she's super supportive but I said I still understand it's uncomfortable I said but yeah this is not about my romantic life this this is about this yeah. is about a kid like this is about a kid who I loved like I just loved I just love yeah. this kid and and I he got struck down at 18 and I promised as, as the person with the loudest voice in the world who loved him, I promised that I will always talk about Spencer dad and that he was a special kid. And like the story for those on one app who know, I don't even know if we could still put up Billy, maybe we could find it and still post the episode and just edit the words that need to be edited. But the story I told about when I went to Maryland and hung with him and his friends well, they hung with me. I brought them to a, I think it was a Mike Posner show at Maryland. And Spencer's friend got wasted in a very funny phrase. Well, it's not funny anymore. It's a very inappropriate phrase. It has to do with the color of Sykes shirt and a word you can't say anymore, or you should never say. Um, but it was, uh, Spencer was a young legend. Like he was just that dude. Like he was just such a cool dude. And he, he started rapping before he died. Um, he was just messing around on his computer rapping. Wait, did he put you on to Childish Gambino? 1,000%. Right. So when when Spencer died, he had, he had been telling me all about Childish Gambino. And to me at the time, I'm like, I love you, Spence. But like, this is kid rap. You know, like you're telling me about what the kid. Yeah, he yeah. was like, no, I go to his comedy shows. Half of it's a comedy show. Then he raps the other half. He's the greatest, blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah. So after Spencer dies, I I hit up Questlove and I get Gambino's phone number. I call Childish Gambino blind. Oh yeah, remember this? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I, sometimes parts of my life are such a built-in part of my life that I don't realize they're a great story because I don't. Yeah. But it's a, it is a great story. I call Gambino blind in 2011. He answers his phone, and I'm like, I tell him that it's me. And how I got his number. He's like, oh, hey. And um, he's like, I'm actually at the Empire State Building with my family right now. 
I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I'm showing people around, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, well, listen, I'm going to be real quick. I said, just so you know, um, at the time, I guess at the time she was my fiance. I'm like, my fiance's brother, Spencer, was just killed in a car accident. He was 18 years old. I was like, he repped for you so hard. I was like, I just want you to. Yeah, his face, his face. When you t- Imagine, he's out. It's not funny. It's not funny, but it's one up funny where like his face must have scrunched up like, why are you telling me this, stranger? I know. I know. And this is why I love this is why I always love Gambino. Because it must have been like, what the So yeah. so he's like he's like I'm like, so basically what I'm telling you is I am gonna rep for you. I got you. Whatever you need, you were Spencer's guy. I got you. And that was actually a, that was actually a time where me having someone <laughs> meant something, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and he wasn't big yet, and so that thus the relationship began. And then this is the bugged out part, Safe. So that's dope. From for, from that moment on, the feeling I have about Gambino is that he's and this is just in my brain but it can't be undone yeah, yeah, in yeah. my brain yeah that's a neurological fucking pathway that's created in your own head some weird in my shit. brain he's spencer's friend so when yeah. i support gambino i'm support and the, and the crazy part is we went on to have countless memories with gambino like he would he became yeah. a, a, a he was around a lot for a while and it was yeah. always through this person that he never knew in life. Crazy, and and crazy, crazy. then he went and he got on the record I did, the Who Dat remix um, with J. Cole and, and Gambino sent us fucking, he dropped like a 48 on it in like an hour. And, um, you know, we haven't been close the last few years since he's had his kids and shit. Gambino's gone into Gambino land. Um, but I will always love that dude. Like he, he, he really... He took it so he got it. He understood. And Spencer was just up on shit. Like, he was just a kid who was up on fresh shit and actually had bars himself, like, could actually rap. Do you think Gambino would listen to Wanep his life now and be like, wow, these guys went super sappy? The fuck are we doing, Sorry, man? This is your right, Scythe. This is what happened to us. I know. I cried. I cried. This is I cried during the episode. This is, this is, we can't say it, but you know what this is. You can't say it. But Saif, hold on. Hold on, but give us, you got to give us a little bit of a break. I'm recording it on the actual day of the 10 year anniversary. We get, we get a pass. We get a pass. I'm just saying. But no, but, um, you know, oh, wait, hold on. What was the, I had one last thing I wanted to say. Keep going. I don't remember. You sure? Yeah, no, I was going to use it. I think I was just going to say, I, for anyone listening, I just want you to know Spencer was an amazing kid. Um, I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post some of his music on my social. Maybe we'll maybe we'll throw up his music on the um, on the One App Patreon. I'll put up his uh, his little like nine song mixtape I kind of put together, all super rough shit. Um, and I was gonna use it to transition to Cole because he did Who Dat Part Two, and Cole jumped on Who Dat Part Two. Wait, hold on. Before you get to Cole, because I, I definitely had to discuss. We're going to talk hip-hop in a second, guys. Stay with us. Um, This is, since we're all in a metaphysical, esoteric dimension right now, I have a fear that, okay, 
So my dad died when I was three years old. And I don't have the same feeling that you're talking about because I was way too little. And a lot of people have died in my life since then, but not the way you're talking about. Like the way your parents kind of skate through it. You know, a lot of people in the entertainment industry around us, a lot of people I was friends with, a lot of people that really hurt, like Patrice O'Neal really hurt, but I wasn't that close with him, like family. So my dad died when I was three, and I don't have, I don't have very many memories of him. There's like three or four cloudy memories that come in. One time he gave me a sip of a beer, which is crazy. One time he drove an ice cream truck and I was in the ice cream truck with him. There's one vision I have where I was laying in my bed and I remember there was these hooks above my bed and he like hugged me and gave me a kiss and a couple other little things, but I don't have these a lot of memories. Are you trying to now, you're trying to get me to part. cry a second time on the podcast? No, I don't want you to cry. I don't want you to cry. My son is now three years old. And it's fucking hitting me. If I died, he wouldn't remember me. You know what I mean? Like, he, because I know what it is to be three years old and lose your dad. But, and if I, but he remembers me every day I come see him or when I, you know what I mean? Like, he knows who I am now, but that doesn't last. That's fucking weird, man. I, you, it's you, really you alluded, to, that, you, you alluded to this once before and it mind fucked me then, but now, when you say it like that, the fact that all these everyday memories, that means you had everyday memories with your dad and you have none of them. No idea. And the only difference now is that there's tons of pictures and videos where like, and like, like my son could go on YouTube and see shit about me or hear all the one apps. You know what I mean? But, I have this weird fear. My dad died August 24th. And I, <laughs> it's so weird, man. I'm so nervous. Because at first I was nervous for my son to turn three, which is in April. And I was like, man, I, I, I feel weird that if my son turns three, something might happen to me. And then I was like, oh, but I turned three. It was, I turned three in April. My dad died in August. Now you got to make it past August. I was like, I got to get past. Yo, August, I'm not doing shit, yo. I'm not going out. Now, real quick. I'm definitely not going on no boats. This this affected you more with your son than your daughter. It, it, It hit me a little with the daughter, but then when I had a son, I was like, oh, this is it. Well, once you had a son, you were like, once you had a son, you were like, now that I have a real child. (laughs) <laughs> that's a joke I'm the last Diaz I'm the last Diaz in my family right all my uncle had six girls my my father's brother had six girls and then my father's sister had two boys but they're not Diaz's mm. they're whoever their fucking fuckface father's <laughs> name is um so I'm the last I'm the last Diaz in my, and I was like, if I have two girls, my lineage just dies out. And then I had a boy, but then I was like, only one. I'm only having one. So you you got this kid. (laughs) Hold this down. You non-Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican. Yeah, you weird Filipino Rican son of a. (laughs) Um, 
Oh, this wow. got dark. Now, okay, what's up, guys? So, like I said, like I said, <laughs> hey, contribute to our Patreon. <laughs> so, like I said, Spencer did a song with J Cole. J Cole dropped an album this week. Did you get a chance to listen yet? <sighs> yes. And this is where the episode starts. I need your help, Rosenberg. Okay. I can't. I can't get with J. Cole. Wow. I know it's. I listen. I respect his talent. He can rap his ass off. More than that, I respect him as a man. Every time I've met him, he's a classy individual. He talks the right shit to the right people for the right reasons. He's incredible. His music doesn't hit me. And I feel bad about it, man. So that is very interesting because I... His music doesn't hit me. I listened to the album. Yo, he got a fucking... He redid the Pharrell March Styles P song. My Life. He redid my life, and I was I was part of that record's creation when I worked at Rock. Well, then, then answer this like, question. Then I'm answer like, this question. Who's Highway McDuffie? Howie. Oh, McDuffie? is that his name? Yeah. Who's Howie McDuffie? Howie McDuffie was a guy he worked at. He worked at Rock because he gets a shout out on the he song, was, uh, and I never knew. He goes. He goes. Howie yeah. McDuffie. Holiday Styles. Yeah. How? Howie. Oh, I thought McDuffie. it was Highway. Yeah. No, he put that shit together. He was. I don't know if he was an A&R, but he was just like the backbone of Raucous. Okay. He was like a, he like, there's a famous story, real quick, there's a famous story of like, because Corey Smith, who used to be Talib Kweli's manager, and also, actually he was most desk manager even before Kweli's manager, and he's also De La Soul's manager. He was telling this story of how like they were in a club and some goons were going to rob Kanye. And um, uh, Kanye was young, but he, you know, he had jewelry. He was still kind of unknown, but he was like making money as a producer. And they were gonna kind of rob him. And Howie McDuffie went and got that thing out the car, and 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 like held him down. But Howie McDuffie didn't. He wasn't like a thug or a gangster. He was like a. He was kind of a large fella. A lar- was he a black gentleman or white? Yeah, he's black. I didn't know by the name Highway McDuffie. You know, you don't know Howie McDuffie. That's really. Weird I don't think I. I. I still speak to him. I still speak to him. To really? Well, tell him I enjoy. I tell yeah. him I enjoy his shout out on my life. He was responsible for a lot of that raucous shit. So, man. so you're saying even though he sampled that song, he used that song, he interpolated it. You, you yeah. still don't. It just doesn't hit you in the gut. I listen to the entire album. He raps his ass off. He says some ill shit. The beats are beats that I would like. I also love when I love when you take a, a a typical southern trap artist and put them over like hip hop beats. So he did that with 21 Savage on the album and he also did it with Little, um, baby. Little baby. I love like when I love how like uh, Static Selector is working with Two Chains and they're doing an album. Like, 
I, and and also remember two chains on De La Soul. Oh, album. love that verse. I love when you because you know these you know these dudes are real rap fans, but they're just doing what is the in in vogue right now, and they they make all this trap shit. And I have nothing against trap; I love trap also. But like you know, they were old school hip hop fans and want to rap on some rap shit. J Cole does that well. Twenty One Savage sounds amazing on that song. But I don't know what it is, but the music doesn't hit me emotionally. Listen, I I I felt that way about Cole for I, feel I bad. felt that way for his through his first few albums. And I feel bad. And Cole. then for, but then for some reason it started hitting me around Forest Hills Drive 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And then and then yeah. the last one I really loved. And I heard the last one. I love the last one. But at the same time, if you're telling me you still feel it on this one, I don't know that you'll feel differently on the last one. And and listen, the bottom line is sometimes there are artists that are dope that just don't hit you, a person, in the heart. It's it's something sonically that it's like a tasting. Like I don't like Indian food. Love right? it. Oh, I love Indian food. I don't like Indian food, and I'm talking about when you say you don't like something, people try to then make you like it. I've been to, Dave Chappelle took me to the fucking eight-star Michelin Indian restaurant in London. It's the one of the best Indian restaurants in the world. It's like, and I was like, it's all right, it's good, it's good, it's all right. I mean, I, I have, right. to, I have and, to imagine that the best Indian food you could find in London would be the best Indian food you could fucking basically find outside of India on planet Earth. And 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 it's like the high end version. So like, and he's like, you don't like this? I was like, it's good. I it's good. I like. I'm. I probably won't come back here unless you're treating. You know what I mean, <laughs> but but it that's the same thing. Like, there's different taste buds, but also like sonically, there's different sonic taste right. buds. No, you're right. And J Cole doesn't hit me. Listen. It's and I it's it, it annoys I hear me because I love the guy. I've been there. I've been there. First of all, you're I, missing out on. It's worse <laughs> to me that you're missing out on chicken tikka masala. But J Cole also, it happens, bro. But I I will tell you guys. I think the Cole album is, it it delivered. And listen, I don't know. I Cole has not fucked with us at Hot ninety seven, and by that I mean Hot ninety seven. I mean bro. me, or. Since Ebro came along, Ebro has not fucked with us in any way in a decade. I mean, like I have, I've run into right. him. He will not. No interviews have ever been booked. Yo, is it? Is it? Is it a? Is he? Is it on purpose? Like he's not fucking with. Hot? I have no. He used to fuck with Angie, and then he. I think he might have. He I think he might have saw her at Power too. And yeah, and did. that's what the Angie interview. The Angie interview with I told the same thing that to Angie once, and she goes, "Go listen to the interview he did on my show." And I went and watched the whole thing, and I was like, "I love this guy." And I've met him with Dave Chappelle. He's come to a couple shows, and I met him. I was like, "I love this guy. I love his movement. I will always support him one hundred percent." If he ever needed me to do anything, I would do it. But the music doesn't hit me. Ah, a real turn. It happens. Listen, I'm glad I got there because yeah. I, for a long time, for a long time, I said I loved Cole even when I didn't because of what you're saying. And then about four yeah. albums ago, I started really loving it. Part of me feels this is a hunch. 
Wait, do you identify as a as a young college a black woman? That's that, black woman that's correct. College? I was in a sorority at. <laughs> I went to Spelman. <laughs> um, no, I part of part of me thinks I. Yeah, Rosenberg pledged Delta. <laughs> I pledged Delta at Spelman. Sure, I did. Part of me, part of me feels. You tell me what you think. Yeah. That even though I like I fuck with his manager Ibrahim, I have Boz on, um, JID, everyone they've done, Dreamville, I fucked with. Cole has never come back yeah. around. Part of me thinks, mm. and I could be completely wrong, mm. that my support of Kendrick turned off a lot of people. I could see that. I could see that in the rap game, which is all lovey-dovey, friendly, friendly. But in the in the real scope of things, it's fucking competitive, especially with people on that level. Bro, you and I know. You picked your guy. You picked your and guy. And you and I know that other big artists have said shit to me about it. Big. I'm talking about the yeah. biggest have been like, oh, why don't you yeah. go fuck with Kendrick then? Like, yeah. it is. It's yeah. so weird. Uh, to me, I always looked at it as God. It's like I'm doing my drink champs or interview right now because this would be a good topic for them to bring up. Frankly, Perfect. I really make sure you bring it up because they're going to be too drunk to remember. I know they're just about tell us about Charlemagne. <laughs> Why would Nicki Minaj? Um, I like how we made them sound like hobos. <laughs> uh, I I I like I looked at it as. I love Kendrick. I know what he could do. I know what his potential could be. And to me, like, he has the total package. I'm going in as hard as I can. And then you factor in on top of that, this is honest. I have always been objective about music, as objective as I could be. I've never taken one red cent to play a record. I don't do that's not, I don't play the favor game. However, I'm a human being. And when people treat you with a certain level of respect and appreciation, it obviously impacts you. So, like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure Drake felt a way, too. And at the same time, yeah. you know, Drake and I would have these run-ins. We'd be mad cool. And it would come time for him to do anything. He would never, after the beginning, when you and I talked to him at first, after that point, he would go see every other person around the world and would never fuck with me. So, yeah. while I'm not going to... You're polarizing. You're very polarizing. So, I'm not going to shit on you, although I have with Drake at times with things I didn't like. Let me put it this way. What it means is this. Here's the difference. If you fuck, if you fuck with me and you treat me with respect and come on my platform and show me a little love, and then you have a misstep, Right? You make a misstep. Yep. I am very likely to defend and explain said misstep because I know you. I fuck with you. You've always been straight with me. If you have never really done shit for me and the same misstep occurs, as a human being, you're probably not going to get the same level of benefit of the doubt. That's just fucking human psychology, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not like when I shit on the God's plan video, I thought it was stupid, so I shit on it. 
if I if Drake had fucked with me and been cool over the years, I probably would have just kept my mouth shut. That that's if that is me being a douche, I get it. I understand it. I can see how it's douchey. But in looking back at myself, I think that's how the personal relationships work. And so I say all of that to say that with Kendrick, not only did I support him organically, but then TDE treated me respectfully. And so at that point, it's like if I needed Kendrick to do something for me real quick, no matter how big he was, even if they couldn't do the exact thing I needed, yo, can we? How about we do? Can we do this? Can we at least send you this? Can we do that? There was always something. They're answering the phone. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I could, I haven't talked to Top Dog in two years, and I could get Top on the phone right now. That was. Yeah. I don't even know if I could get Mr. Morgan on the fucking phone, and I've known him for twenty years. Fine, I'd get Morgan on the phone, but we would just talk about sports. We wouldn't even talk about Drake. Um, you call you can get Morgan on the phone so he can say no. Exactly. And I and I could I could definitely get an in person no from Mr. Morgan all the time. Love you, Morgan. All and I can time. count on you to be a good friend in real life and not be able to get a shit when it comes to Drake. <laughs> but I could get a fat no hey, from hey, Mr. Hey, no Mr. Nogan. <laughs> hey Scythe, by the way, I think I know what part Billy June's gonna ask he can put up on social. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. Yo, but you know, but you know what's crazy. But also, like the same way you're talking about, you put me onto Kendrick, and same thing hit me about Kendrick. I didn't love him at first, but he got you. Um, I didn't love him at first. I I listened to Good Kid, Mad City, and Section Eighty, and I was like, eh, I like it. I don't love it. And then, um, uh, the Pimple Butterfly came out. And it hit me, but I didn't love it either. I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. It's all over the place. But there's some shit on there. Uh, what's the song on 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 uh, Butterfly? I, I love Is it Mortal Thought? Yeah, that's a dope one. Mortal Thought. Mortal Thought hits me in a way. And also Is the it Mortal one, Thought or Mortal um, Man? Well, I forget, but whatever that one is. And then um, uh, there's another one. I, the, the one with... Uh, Something about being black and there's a reggae artist on oh, the yeah. hook, assassin black or the berry. Hook. Yeah, Doom, black and the berry. Those Doom, songs, Doom, Doom, that shits. Those those two songs made me go, oh, and I had to go back and I had to listen to Good Kid, Mad City as a hip hop fan, not as a DJ, because they give you the singles. I got the singles. I'm gonna play them all. They're fire, but those have been programmed to me. I had to go back and listen to the album. And then Damn came out. And you were just like. And I was like, oh, Kedrick's one of my favorite rappers. And I, and the same thing, bro. My connection with Kendrick is nowhere near as deep as yours. And I saw Kendrick at Radio City Music Hall when he came out with Dave Chappelle and treated me as good as he treats you. Right. Like he's a quality like, dude. Oh, this is my this is my man. And I remember you know why Kendrick loves me? I <laughs> I accidentally became his man because I went into a Best Buy once to buy something. The Best Buy on 14th Street, Union Square. And I walk into Best Buy to buy something and he was having an in-store. And it looked like I went to the in-store. No, really? 
I have a picture. The the picture I have with Kendrick, like he still had short hair from the first album. And I went in there and they were like, Yo, Sife, 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 come back here, come back here. And I was like, I was I was I was You're, with I'm, trying buy, I'm trying girl. to buy I'm trying to buy I'm trying to buy headphones. <laughs> I was trying to buy a, a fucking air purifier. <laughs> and like they're like, Yo, come back here, come back here. And I go back there and it's like all the T D and they're like, Yo, thanks for coming, bro. No other DJs came. And I was like, I don't think DJs knew about this. <laughs> no there's no other DJs here. And I walked in there like, yo, Sife, you a real one, yo. I was like, yo, West Coast for life. You know what it What's is. Here for <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. Oh, but also, man. But, 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 but they know that's but that's what yeah. they're that's what they've always been like. Um the TDE's just always handled their business in that way. And by the way, I and I think Dreamville does too. I just think Cole yes. Dreamville's super cool. Like I fuck with Ibrahim, but like I, I just think that I don't know what it is. I is that the tall yeah. kid? Is he tall? Tall Ethiopian kid? Yeah. 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 Um, bro, I you know the Iraq Nation. Oh wait, 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 sorry, sorry. Um, I said Ethiopian. I think I think Ibrahim Sudanese. So I want to get that correct. I think he's Sudanese. Wow. Wow. I know. I'm disgusting. Wow. You just want to start uh, a whole fucking. I'm from thing. DC. I'm from DC, where there's a lot of Ethiopians. By the way, never really had Ethiopian food as an adult. I'm guessing you're not into it either. It's you gotta eat it with your hands. You gotta eat it with your hands. That's gotta eat, but it's no, it's not that. I eat a lot of food in my hands. I eat burgers and chicken. Why? My thing is slimy food. I don't like slimy. You know, foods. you know what? You know the you know the Ethiopian bread. It's like a big, yeah. huge, thin. It's called um. It's called um. Uh, bread. No, I thought you actually were gonna know the word. I was like, wow, you're so much more cultured than me because I don't remember. <laughs> and there are people listening, like you guys don't know, but my dad told me. <laughs> That he first went out for Ethiopian food in like 1976. In Jera. In Jera. There we go. Is that am I saying correctly? I think it's right. Is that um J. Cole's manager? No, that's you know what, Sife, please stop. All right, now you're making it that. <laughs> so my dad in 1972 goes to have Ethiopian food for the first time, sits down at the table, takes the bread, and spreads it out on his lap, thinking it's a napkin. How good is that? <laughs> Listen, it was it was full fifty years ago. <laughs> he was ahead of the time, okay? Oh my god. He just didn't know what to do. <laughs> What'd they say? Did he ever tell you what they said to him? I, I think I, I don't know if the person was like, why are you putting it? He was like, Oh I was saving this for later. <laughs> oh um, by the way Yo, this guy which guy? Uh, you know what? Forget it. Go ahead. Well, so yeah, so J. Cole, man. Go oh, get wait. it. Go so, get so it. So speaking of TDE, by the way, Billy June tells us tomorrow's Isaiah Rashad's birthday. Happy birthday. Is he back? Happy birthday, young Zay. Yup, he is back. Um so happy birthday, young Zay. Um Gold Link on the 17th. The Chinks anniversary is coming up this week. Chinks hit me kind of hard. Yeah, I didn't know him well, but I was super sad. Chinks was Chinks was a good one. He was for me like he did a lot. He did the the song for me, banned from TV. I mean, banned from radio. Oh, that was before um, that was before Drewski stole the movement from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it. It was it was it was the 
It was the theft. I, I, I always wanted to know, did you guys ever have a conversation where he was like, hey, I'm going to keep going with the movement, and you were like, All right, I'm going to just do comedy? No. <laughs> By the way, shouts to Drewski. He's got a couple songs in his album that are really dope. Son, son, do you know I came up with the name Big Dog Pitbulls? No, what? I came up. I came up with the name. Well, Flex had Big Dog because he was the Big yeah. Dog. He had a company called Big Dog Productions or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, we're the Pit Bulls. We're the Big Dog Pit Bulls." I came up with the Federation, which is Max Glazer. Me and Max Glazer used to be in a yeah, DJ crew yeah. together called the Federation. Now it's a huge reggae sound, reggae DJ crew. I came up with the movement. I came up with Nina Sky. Cause Nina Sky, cause it's Nicole and Natalie, so it's N I N A. Man, I be coming up with some fucking. Actually, names, you're pretty good. Bro. You've never come. I came up with, I came up with Cypher Sounds and Rosenberg. Hey, good stuff. By the way, yet you can't manage to make one fucking one Ep shirt, huh? Oh, man, it's not. I have my part is done. But my part is done. I'm wait, I'm waiting on the, the the other people. It's pissing me bother off. Bother the person right now. Right when we're done, please. I'm I'm doing it. My part is done. Everything's ready to well, go. Well, bother the person who needs to do their part. By the way, I'm about to take it over. I'm I'm you're fired. Cuz I'm 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 no, starting no, no, no. I'm starting a real proper merch store for the album. I'm working with these guys who do real uh, Who? I'll tell you off the air, man. I'm trying to tell the whole trying to okay. tell the whole world, but I'm definitely doing a real I'm I'm finally going to have people handle merch merchandise in a way that's like I can get I don't have to do anything except say, show me some ideas. Let's go. Now, granted, yeah. I think when it's all said and done, when you work with places like this, you obviously don't make that much money, but that's never really what it's about anyway. So it's a little, it's a little. Well, maybe Shaq, will, maybe Shaq will come in and fund this. That would be us. nice, Shaq. Shaq. You know Shaq. You know what? I'm getting depressed. It's, this is always where it ends. Maybe, Syph, maybe we can get a guest. Maybe someone can call in. And and they'll what? tell us they work at the bank, and you can ask them if they can get you some free uh, things to roll your quarters up in. That's my new joke on Scythe. I can't believe it's taken me over a decade to get this joke about Scythe. If you tell him you do anything, he's going to ask if he can get just something. Just give me something. No, 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 no. I do not ask for you to give me something. I offer an exchange. <laughs> I always always offer an exchange like for example Shaq if you fund our merchandise uh Syph will get you tickets to his comedy show in Houston on the 29th <laughs> correct 100% interesting birthday here that um uh Billy June put in not talked about at all Rob Bass Rob Bass Rob Bass probably needs to go in our heavy D Kid and play uh, episode. Yo. I mean, is he a one hit one? No, there's at least two. Oh, wow. No. It's what do you mean? Joy and Pain is a joint. And Joy and Pain is not It Takes Two. I didn't say it was It Takes Two. Yeah, every one hit wonder has other songs, Peter. Yo, let's get Rob Bass on the show. Yo, man. I, somebody told me recently. Somebody said recently something about. <laughs> do you think Rob Bass 
was advocating crack cocaine because his name is Rob Bass and the DJ was Easy Rock. Oh my God! And guess what he says? The first, the most, what's what's his most famous line? Um, I want to rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I want to rock right now. <laughs> yeah, you're in the middle of recording a song. No, <laughs> that, no, no, wasn't, no. that wasn't a I want it right. That wasn't that now. wasn't a line about dancing. They were just in the booth getting ready to start. And he was like, I want to rock right now. And they're like, oh, that's it. Go. All right. I'm Rob Bass. I can't oh, even get down. Yo, but happy birthday, Rob Bass. Prince B of PM Dawn Safe. Underrated, by the way. Okay. Doesn't get enough love. And on the 21st, uh, Biggie, Havoc, and Max B. That's a good birthday day. Havoc and Biggie have the same birthday? A- according to birthday expert Billy June. Um, okay. Okay. Are you, trying to, you, okay. you don't have any thoughts about that, though? Just random birthday yeah. shout-outs? No. birthday shout-outs. Hey, no. guys, listen. I got to go do drink champs. Oh, you got to go do Dream Champs real quick. Uh, if you're a comedy fan, um, which a lot of Wanda people are. Oh, my, mind you, we did a thing last week for Patreon where we spoke to a lot of, of our patrons. They did like a Q&A was, and we talked to some people. Fun. It's fucking amazing. You got to join our Patreon and watch this thing, man. Also, I put up a, a, a throwback at noon mix. That I, uh, a throwback mix that actually a fan sent was me. It, from, it was from Hot 97 um, back in the day? It was from Hot 97 when I filled in for Mr. C sometime, did throwback at noon. Um, that's up on Patreon. It's awesome. I also have this thing I found that I did at Shea 45 that we were trying to do this thing called Behind the I Boards. I remember Behind the Boards. And it was like an in-depth uh, interview with, with some of our favorite producers. This guy, the same guy, I don't remember your name. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm never going to shut you up. Um, uh, Sent me. He had the. He had a, a MP3 of when I interviewed Pete Rock for Behind the Boards. That's going up on Patreon soon. We got a lot of fire shit, man. Uh, comedy fans. I was gonna say, and we'll do another one. Billy June, tell us from this moment on, when we get another twenty-five patrons. From this moment on, we get another twenty-five patrons. We'll do another live on a Saturday with the patrons and just hang out. How about that? Yeah, it was live on Zoom. We fucking roasted people. Boom, roasted. We fucking try to get some hookups. Well, so, yeah, Sype uh, asked for a hookup from a guy <laughs> who does baggage at the airport. Sype tried to... Mini DV tapes. He, he got a hook, yeah. Oh, fuck. Rose, I wrote uh, all uh, that info down for you. I send Email me all that, bro. I we got it. a guy who, who converts uh, mini DV tapes. I've tried to convince a woman to turn her camera on. It was a good time. <laughs> it was a really good time. She sent us an email who? saying it was amazing. The, who? One, the one woman in the, the Zoom. Just send, send me all that. Forward all that to so me. What are you going to do? What are you uh, going to do? Are you going to send her a weird email? No, I just want to see. I just want to re- reply. Hey, listen, man. Thank you so much. Um... I saw the return of John Mulaney the other day. He's fresh out of rehab. The first comedy show he he's done since he's been in rehab was me and Will's show at City Wine. Really? It's a show we do every show we do every Tuesday. If you're in New York, you want to come to a show on a Tuesday, City Winery. Bro, I watched John Mulaney with his his white John Mulaney version of his Richard Pryor moment when he talked about all the wow. shit. Wow. 
getting uh, you know back on cocaine and the intervention and what he went through in rehab fucking mm, wow get up mm, can feet. you get him on one app no. um all right guys i gotta go uh wish me okay go do drink champs. Right, I, i'm gonna try not to fuck everything up on drink champs and i we appreciate all of you guys so very much you know how to support the show rest in peace spencer dat who dat rest in peace we'll catch you guys next time I'm going to have brunch. Oh, we forgot to talk about um, Israel and Palestine. You know what? Good. Uh, next time. Hey, don't worry. The conflict will still be going on. But there was one thing I wanted to tell you that I'm going to have to tell you now um, that was gonna that would have made you laugh very hard. You there? What is it? Cypher. Yeah, I'm here. That, that when what? I was... You know, like everyone hates everyone hates me about these subjects. It's either pro-Palestinian people who don't even know how I feel and yell at me or the Jews who do know how I feel. So they hate me for not being pro-Israel enough. And yeah. some one one of those Jews wrote, um, uh, talking shit to me called me Palestinian Pete. <laughs> we'll save that for next time. No, we can't use that. Bill, I'm stopping this. Bill. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.